Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. The International Monetary Fund retains its growth outlook for the Philippines this year, even as it cuts those of neighboring ASEAN economies. The IMF kept its forecast at 6.3 percent, citing the Philippines' insulated and resilient economy, as well as the strong domestic demand in the country. Yong Deng Yang, the IMF's resident representative to the Philippines, says the country is one of the best performers in Asia. You all know that the current administration has this uh, build, build, build program, which means that the uh, investment by the government has uh, picking up. And plus, the private sector has also had a pretty strong investment. The Philippines have been able to maintain strong growth, A, because uh, it's relatively insulated by negative shocks from uh, global events, and two, it has been uh, benefiting from strong domestic demand. The IMF, however, cut its global growth outlook for 2020 and 2021. It sees global growth at 3.3 percent in 2020, 0.1 percent lower from the IMF's forecast last October. By 2021, growth is seen to improve slightly to 3.4 percent. It's a lot of uh, um, factors behind those uh, revisions. Uh, even though uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, trade wall between the U.S. and China supposed to have uh, benefited some of the ASEAN countries. But remember, uh, it's also the trade wall also created a, a lot of uncertainty. Leaving aside the country-specific uh, issues, the global environment, the trade environment in particular, has not been helpful to ASEAN overall. Moving forward, the IMF called on countries to focus more on inclusive growth and warned about the risk of climate change to the global economy. Philippine shares resumed declines, breaking the 7,500 support level as regulatory risks continued to hamper the local market. Michelle Long tells us more. Asian markets tumbled on Tuesday after the International Monetary Fund trimmed its growth forecast and Moody's cut Hong Kong's credit rating. Philippine shares, too, tumbled again as regulatory risks continued to weigh on investor sentiment. In fact, it closed at the 7,400 level for the first time since May of 2019. The administration openly criticizing local companies and tycoons have sent stocks into a tailspin. It happened back in 2016 to Phil Webb and Roberto Babiompin, and now it appears the Ayala Group is standing in the line of fire. From Manila Water to its property arm, Ayala Land down 7% on Monday following news Malacanang is reviewing its 25-year 10 billion peso development and lease agreement with the University of the Philippines for the UP Ayala Land Techno Hub project. Ali shares fell another 2.5%. What uh, uh, drove the market lower yesterday was the Ayala stocks, and we welcome the news that they clarified that they are that they're giving UP 171 
uh, square meters per month compared to only 22 what was initially reported. So that is a welcome news and both of those stocks are poised to rebound and since those are index heavyweights, the market is likely to rebound. Is it sustainable though? Of course, that will be um, the risk moving forward because of course there's still regulatory risk moving forward. But, you know, looking into this week, we like to see the better-than-expected GDP. So that will drive the market, hopefully. Ayala Land clarified it was the only one that submitted a proposal for the project after failed bids. It adds, by 2033, UP, as owner of the development, will get 100% of the building's rent on top of the land it owns. These uh, threats by the government on you know, um, scrutinizing some contracts of the Ayalas are affecting these stocks. Uh, so, but uh, I think they're kind of oversold already right now. I'm not sure if they have already uh, formed the bottom today, but the value turnover of Ayala Land at 1.7 billion is indicative of a short-term bottom in that stock. I don't see any um, any positive catalyst at the moment. Uh, earnings are going to be good, but they're not going to be great. So I don't think that's going to trigger a big rally in the market. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The Philippines Treasury Bureau is set to make more investor calls to fully gauge the demand for its planned euro debt issuance. So far, Deputy National Treasurer Erwin Santa Ana says there has been strong demand for the euro bonds, not just from Europe, but from Asia as well. Santa Ana adds the agency will be deciding on the actual issuance date of the bonds soon. They will have two tenors, three years and nine years. A benchmark euro bond issuance is usually worth $500 million. We had successful calls uh, with select uh, investors um, and uh, updates from, from, from the banks um, indicate good, uh, well, uh, highly successful initial uh, feedback from investors, not only in Europe but also in Asia. So we have seen a diverse uh, order book so far, although that's just initial, uh, initial uh, expressions of interest. The Treasury Bureau, meanwhile, decided not to fully award its latest auction as rates continue to inch higher. This as investors anticipate faster inflation amid disruptions caused by the Taal volcano's eruption and movements in oil prices. The agency's auction committee raised a 27.2 billion pesos, or over $533 million, from its offering of 30 billion pesos in reissued seven-year Treasury bonds. The Philippine Finance Department alleges that the lease contract between Chevron Philippines and a subsidiary of the National Development Company has onerous provisions. It says under the deal, Chevron is paying a monthly rental fee of just 74 centavos per square meter on a 120-hectare state property in Batangas, when the current fair market rental value in that area should be around 17 pesos per square meter. Finance Secretary Sonny Dominguez, who is a board member of NDC, says some offices recommended the renewal of the deal to the Privatization Council, which found the contract grossly disadvantageous. In annual terms, he says, total rentals paid by Chevron over a 44-year period averaged 3 million pesos a year, when the fair market rental rate should be 257 million pesos yearly.
government should honor the sanctity of contracts or risk losing more foreign investors. That's according to Nabil Francis, president of the European Chamber of Commerce Philippines. He says what businesses are looking for is a stable regulatory framework. Changing the rules in the middle of the game uh, might create some uh, uncertainty. And now uh, we are uh, receiving many uh, inquiries from some of our members, but from also some of the potential uh, investors. I wouldn't say it's only about the sanctity of contracts. I, we could also mention CITIRA, because today CITIRA has not been passed. So today, uh, when someone is investing in the Philippines, you know, there is no clue about what's going to be the corporate income tax for the next uh, 10 years. Practices, international best practices, and, and uses a gauge. As a result yeah. of the uncertainties, Francis points out, foreign direct investments in the country have been on a downtrend. On a year-to-date basis, we are recording minus 33% in terms of foreign direct investments. And, you know, 2017, 2018, we were hovering around $10 billion, but then it's going to be a free fall in 2019 and, and the Philippines. We need in the Philippines more uh, foreign direct investment. The trend in the neighboring countries is not the same. Here we are witnessing a downward trend and in some other countries uh, they are capturing uh, foreign direct investments. But you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to, say, to stay on a pessimistic note. I think this economy has a huge potential and the good news is that a big part of it is untapped. I think we are walking to the right directions, but if other people in the neighboring countries are running, then the risk is that uh, we may get run over. Global real estate company Colliers International says interest in residential properties in southern Luzon has declined following Taal's eruption. The firm notes a prospective home and condominium buyers have deferred their inquiries into the region. But it adds the full market impact of the Taal eruption has yet to be seen. Still, Colliers maintains an upbeat outlook, saying the Philippine offshore gaming sector and remittances from overseas Filipino workers will drive real estate demand in other parts of southern Luzon. 18% um, of uh, OFW deployment coming from uh, the Calabarzon region. And that has really been um, contributing to higher take-up of residential projects in the area. I think that will have a contribution moving forward, but I think for some uh, companies, POGOs, that have already located south of Metro Manila, it is only um, automatic for them to continue uh, operating in, in southern Luzon, Cavite, Laguna, and even uh, look at those areas for their possible um, expansion in the next 12 to 24 months. The Philippine government ramps up its monitoring and surveillance of incoming tourists as possible cases of the new coronavirus emerge in the country. Apple Salandoni reports. China state media reports at least six people have now died from the new coronavirus, which has infected at least 300 people. Chinese authorities also revealed for the first time the virus could spread through human contact. In Beijing, some pharmacies ran out of face masks as people stock up ahead of travel for the Lunar New Year holiday. Scientists at the University of Hong Kong suspect the number of infected individuals can go as high as 1,300, citing their experience in studying the spread of severe acute respiratory syndrome, or SARS, in Hong Kong in 2003, and the spread of the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS, in South Korea in 2015. 
The Philippine Health Department's Bureau of Quarantine, for its part, has heightened its screening and surveillance of incoming travelers, especially those arriving from countries affected by the new coronavirus like China, Japan, Thailand and South Korea. In Cebu, a five-year-old from Wuhan, China, was admitted to a hospital after manifesting flu-like symptoms. The first cases of this new coronavirus were reported in Wuhan City. The child tested negative for MERS-CoV and SARS-CoV, but tested positive for a yet unidentified coronavirus. Authorities have yet to verify if this is the same coronavirus that is spreading in China. Discuss and to inform the public about the uh, person under investigation. A specimen from the child was sent to Australia for testing. The DOH is also looking into the cases of three tourists from China who landed at the Kalibo International Airport last week. They were found to have flu-like symptoms. They were admitted to the provincial hospital but were eventually discharged. Blood samples from the individuals were submitted to the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine. There is no confirmed case yet in the Philippines, but the World Health Organization still advises the public to be alert, especially since the full effect of the virus is yet unknown. We don't know in which product this is, right? So we don't know what to screen for. Uh, it's premature now. It's an evolving situation. Some symptoms of the new coronavirus are fever, cough, and difficulty in breathing. It can also worsen to cause kidney failure and even death. There is no vaccine yet, nor a particular cure. The World Health Organization is set to hold an emergency meeting Wednesday to determine whether the outbreak in China should be declared a global health crisis. Such declarations are made for epidemics of severe diseases that threaten to cross borders and require an internationally coordinated response. Meanwhile, in order to avoid getting sick, the DOH advises the public to practice frequent hand washing. They can also wear face masks, practice proper coughing etiquette, ensure sanitation in preparing food, avoid unprotected contact with farm or wild animals, avoid crowded areas and close contact with people with flu-like symptoms. Apples, Halandoni, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.